What's up, you guys? Hola from Puerto Rico. And it is Give Them Lala with Ran, and we are here in beautiful Puerto Rico. How lucky are we to have a chance to start our movie up again? Yes. I mean, it's weird because I was talking, I was having like general phone calls today with my manager and agent and blah, 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 like super Hollywood shit. That was very Hollywood, that whole thing. And most, I know. Right? No, no, seriously. Oh, let's just take a moment. drop that. No, 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 you dropped it and then I'm looking under the table and it's still sitting there. Okay. Oh, did you just steal my line from when you name drop? I don't name drop. You okay, just drop moving the on. Oh, really? I was back to this. Oh, the, talking can, to them. This episode's going to be a long episode. I can I already see with the attitude. I was telling them, like, you know, movies are being pushed, blah, blah, blah. And they had to remind me, like, you guys are really lucky that you're continuing well, to work because most people still are not. Well, it's not only that. Movies not only are being pushed. Movie, the whole industry has been shut down like many other industries. And uh, we're one of the first movies uh, back here, and it is a blessing to be able to go back to work. And it is a new world to have to go back to work in the way that we are going back to work. I had to learn all the protocols and take all these classes, and uh, it's it's like walking into uh, kind of like Mars, you know, like with all the protective gear and stuff. Why why are you giving me that smile, dude? Honestly, I, I love it. What do you, what do you love? Like, what's the smile about? I'm just listening. No, no, you got that smirk smile. Like, yo, know, you have three smiles. Uh, is that something from a movie a long time ago where they said you have? No, but tell what me. What was that th- movie? The three t- smiles. T- t- what was that movie about? You know how many smiles I have. There was a famous movie. I don't know. Someone will remember it. Anyway, okay. So the <laughs> smile no you idea. just gave me was a smart ass smile. So you're full of shit. But anyway. I we are sitting here and I'm going to screenshot the view of the ocean. It is paradise. We are very blessed to be able to go back to work because we have not worked in four or five months. So I'm very excited to try to do this. We're doing it safely. Uh, it is a new world, a new way of making movies, but it is uh, exciting. Yeah. La, roll your eyes one more time uh, during I, this podcast. I just, every, oh, that's it. Randall, every podcast can't be about how thankful we are to go back to work and co- coronavirus and a new way of living. We've, we've got to at some point venture into new territory. Are we doing that now? Oh my God. Is it, are you really <laughs> being that like shallow? No, I feel like it's oh deja vu. Like Tim. the same, like Tim, I is this feel like I'm Who living. Who are you today? I'm trying to offer the people something the people, hilarious the or pe- something. The people are, want to hear about the struggles that the world they know the struggles they I know, know it but what do you want to talk they're about? in it uh, what do you want to talk about real housewives gossip i'm trying to talk about that, real shit i know but they everyone knows the okay real you know shit. what i'm gonna be quiet so okay. let's give them lala no no no. Dot, i dot, want dot. you to engage no i'm not talking i'm engage. not talking so say whatever week, you want to we say were... <laughs> you know what you know what we're gonna you know what we're gonna do you know what we're gonna do? Because you're upsetting me and you hurt my feelings. I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. I'm sorry, I hurt no, your no, feelings. No, no, no. Not next week's episode. The week after. Yeah. We're gonna do half and half. Half and half. Okay. The first half of the episode will be you by yourself talking about all your tea and gossip. We can each and, have a co-host, though. No, I just said you by yourself and me by myself, and let's have them vote. Okay, I love that idea. Oh, you really no want co-host? to do that? That'll Problem be is, you have amazing. like two million fans, and I have like twenty. But we'll just do it anyway. Okay. What do you want to bring up, Lala? Well, Since first I'm of all, I want to acknowledge the fact that we said last week that we were bringing on an astrologist, which I was super excited about. And then we got a phone call today that she could not do it because the time difference, I think there was a miscommunication. Correct. And we all, hold on. We also didn't know that for sure we were coming to Puerto Rico, whether the movie was starting, et cetera. Now right. it is. 
So we traveled and it just, the schedules got messed up. But here's the good news. We are going to keep all the questions that came in because we're super excited. We have a lot of good ones. We have like 40, 50. Yeah. We're going to move those to next week's episode and that will be the astrology uh, episode. So there we go. Now, let's talk about who we do have on this week because I am excited. Then you can go into all your tea. I already okay. see you. You, By the way, everybody. I have a little, by the little way, pad of shit that I've, no, that I, was I just gonna so tell. want to talk about. I know, but it's like, I feel like you're like, uh, yeah, you're ready to spill tea. That's where I uh, probably will check messages during that time okay uh, okay so my buddy and amazingly talented actor who is starring in my movie midnight in the switchgrass along with megan fox and emil hirsch and uh, michigan kelly is lucas haas who is a friend and also one of the coolest smartest most talented actors out there has been acting since he was six years old so we have him on today he is going to share with us kind of his story. He used to go into his, uh, I think it was, what How? Are, what grade are you in in the sixth grade? Like kindergarten, right? He was telling me he in used to. In sixth grade, you're in the sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade. You're no, in the, he, when, just since he was six, yeah, what but, grade are you in when you're six? Oh, you said sixth grade. What oh. grade are you in? You're in kindergarten <laughs> in the sixth grade. Whoa. Yeah, well, I'll drop the mic. Island brain. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> in that case, I think that's first grade. Yeah, okay. All right. Where are you going with this? That. He used to dress up in costume, Lucas, as like a cowboy, or he would go to school every day in different costumes. Oh. And I thought, oh, that oh, was that, really fucking hilarious. This amazing. interview is going to go. I feel bad for Lucas. It's He's amazing. about to get fucking sideswiped. Do you think Lucas will stay on the movie after this podcast is the bigger no, question? No, <laughs> I'm going to make him so uncomfortable. That's what I like to do. Yeah, right. Okay, so. Drop the tea and then we'll get back to Lucas. Moving on. Jada Pinkett Smith. What happened with that? So I just watched the video. I've wait, been trolling TMZ. Okay, wait. What was the video? The video she did on our so podcast? So basically this guy, his name's August Alsina. He's fucking to die for, by the way. Don't get mad at me for saying that. What does that mean to die for? He's very good looking. All right? All right. So back in wow. the... He... Wow. <laughs> wow. This is, just, this is just an all-star podcast. This is T. This is T. <sighs> Fuck. Who Lucas. do you think is hot, Randall? Just where's Lucas. We're bringing him out. I'm ready to interview Lucas. So anyway, go ahead. Get your, okay, so the guy's hot. You like him. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett were in. We're together, right? They're on the verge of like getting a divorce behind closed doors. No one knows this, and she finds herself in a quote unquote an entanglement with August Alsina, right? Well, just recently, August decides to come out and be like, "I was in a relationship with her." Okay. So Jada being a fucking genius is like, I'm bringing myself to the red table, which is her own show. I also read that they were separated at that time. You shouldn't mention that. Well, she brings herself to the red table with Will Smith. Oh, To together? talk about it. In this video that I watched, they're very much like ride or die for each other. Hold on. Will Smith and Jada come to her talk show. She brings this them, is a yes. television show she has? She has a talk a show podcast. on YouTube Red okay. called... Table talk. Okay, so they sit the down. The red table. They sit down and they, and what happens? They talk about it all. About how they were in a dark place, how they went their separate ways for like five months, which she then got into an entanglement. And Will was like, why don't you call it what it is? A relationship. And she goes, we were, yes, that's what it was. And it is, like she said after that, she was like, she feels so free. And you know, it's always been up in the air, like, because August Alsina said that they got into a relationship with Will Smith's blessing. So everyone's like, are they in an open relationship? Blah, blah, blah. 
here's the thing. If it doesn't affect me, I really don't give a shit who you're banging. Yeah, but can you know? we talk about Will's reaction? He's already been memed. He's like sitting there with tears in his eyes talking about the entanglement. Yeah, he, <laughs> his sad. face really said it all. He looked very uncomfortable and sad and like it was sad. But are they happy now? I think... Who, here's the thing it's Hollywood who I don't the know, fuck but I'm just knows asking, what if they're really happy based on watching this thing? I think they've been married for 25 years well, that's I amazing. think they hit bumps in the road but and I think they're well, so wait, badass we stop, that they work stop, through stop, it stop time out what? please let's give them that credit 25 years of marriage yeah. in Hollywood is a very tough thing I know. so I give them a, and being Will Smith now I don't think that I'm thinking oh my god it's so hard to be Will Smith I'm saying being in a relationship 25 years, whether you work, you know, in real estate or a banker or in Hollywood, it's 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 going to have its ups and downs. But also Hollywood definitely complicates. Well, 25 again. years in Hollywood is like 100 years. Let's be honest. So I give them I give them props for that. Yeah. And that is an incredible. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. That seems you'll have to watch it because she says that she feels very free after she went through all of that, you know, and spoke to him at the red table. But in 24 hours, it had 15 million views. Wow. Yeah, so she's she's genius. Okay. Uh, you have a little more tea, I see, because that list looks like it's a, uh, There's a only, report card. It's not really a report card. I, I couldn't do this podcast without acknowledging the fact that the Glee cast oh. has lost now their third, it's crazy. A third member. It's horrible. It's so, horrible. It's horrible. Devastating. I mean, I cannot believe this poor little boy is sitting in a boat never to see his mother again, doesn't know. I can't even imagine the horror. And then the rest of his life, this is it. This is what he remembers. It's just, it's, it's, first of all, it's tragic to lose any human being, but I'm just saying her son, this is what he will remember. You know, right. my mother got in the water, went for a swim, you know, probably jumped in or whatever. Well, I read on CNN that they got in the water together and she got up enough strength to put him back in the boat because clearly she knew something was something something was happening so did to she, her. Do you think she had an she, aneurysm or I'm something sure. of that nature or a heart attack? I mean, maybe a, a, a freak heart attack. I mean, something had to happen catastrophically. They just she's found a young her, fit. I believe, this morning. So well, I'm so sure they're, they're the going to do the autopsy. But. They said I, I, that the I, coroner I, said that she had enough strength to get her son back in the but boat, not herself. but not herself. I'm just going to say something. When I read this story, I, it brought tears to my eyes. I could not believe that something like this happened. Yes, I don't. I don't want to say it's a curse, but you know, they've lost a bunch of cast members, and it's it's tragic. And and they're young. All of them have been very young. I think Naya was only like 33. Yeah, that's that's. This week in general has been a really bad week for celebrity deaths because Kelly Preston died, who we had worked with. Yeah. That was well. I just really I want to say for one second, yeah, and and that's another thing. I mean, you know, you got to meet Kelly. Sorry, I didn't know if you wanted me to talk about that because no. I don't know if you. I know that you know her or knew her personally. Yeah. So I didn't want to. I, I I grieved in my own way, and I and I went through that, and and it was it, it, it's hard to talk about because it's just like she was such an amazing mother and wife, and and I text uh, John Travolta. Obviously, the day it happened, I know that he's far removed from his telephone for probably a long time, but uh, I can tell you that he is because on his Instagram he said, "If you are reaching out, this isn't verbatim, but that he and his family right. are going to be." Not Checked engaging sure, for a right. while, but that your messages the, don't go unnoticed. 
And I just think that she was such a shining light, so fun, so happy, so just you could tell that every moment of life when you hung out with her or right. worked with her creatively or just had a dinner with her, she was just so uh just beautiful in every way so it is it i is can definitely sad. i only knew her through you rand yeah. but and you spent dinners with her and yeah and it was really we funny because obviously i am not an a-list celebrity nor am i known for film and so when you had gaudy and i was going to the carpets with you into the film festival in Cannes, like i was very intimidated i felt insecure and she, for some reason, I don't know if she could feel my energy, but she always made me feel like I, I belonged there. But, but that's the magic of Kelly Preston. She, it didn't matter if you were, uh, you know, taking her order at a dinner mm-hmm. or you were her co-star or you were a producer or even my father who sat next to her at a dinner we had in Ohio she just, you know, was that person. She was just a beautiful, beautiful woman. And she treated everybody with fairness. And she was very, very honorable. And uh, and I, I will miss her. And I will miss everything she stood for. And uh, at least, you know, she left us with some incredible films and roles that we will get to, you know, see her over and over in that respect. But uh, And her last, her last film she ever did was your film, Body. I know. I know. So... I, I take a lot of pride and honor that, you know, she, that was the last roles that she acted in. And, and she was so happy because her and John were doing it together. Yeah. And I don't think people, you know, I think they're so professional, you know, when it comes to work that John and Kelly, they, they love promoting the movie and working on it together. And it was like, you know, watching like when you and I do the podcast, but, but when we were on set, you know, they were just two professional actors they just didn't it, they knew it, how to separate things right because they they both were there doing a job and they both are super professional and right john was a producer on the movie and kelly had been working on that film with john for like six years to get it made so i'm very very proud to have gotten to work with both of them and i and i will tell you you know uh they sent me uh footage of of mm-hmm. that uh at can and i watched it the other day a few videos and it was really hard to watch because she was so happy and so beautiful and so such a shining light. And I just, I, I really hope people listening to this podcast will go and watch some of the movies that Kelly Preston was in. Oh, babe. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Are you good? All right, we are back. I got a little emotional. Randall uh, pulled it together with uh, a big kiss. Where was the kiss? Because in my it. mind. <laughs> Stop lying to in our fans. In my mind, it happened. You just lied. <laughs> you just said you gave me Lucas. We have Lucas Haas here. Lucas, say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up? All right, did you, she didn't give me a kiss, and she just straight up bullshitted me. Now you want to give me a kiss? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. All right so everybody, we have Lucas Haas. Lucas, what I love about you, because I'm a movie geek and I am a uh, cinephile and I love movies, uh, I know all of your films and I've always wanted to work with you. And this is the first time we've worked together. We know each other in Hollywood. We've friends with the same friends. Yeah. Very Hollywood kind of thing. But just tell me kind of how you started, how you got into acting, because a lot of people don't, 
your body of work is so diverse and so epic, but like, how did it start? Yeah. What well, the, did it for you? The way I started was my mom became a writer. It was her first, the first thing she ever wrote. She wrote this pilot and it was li a live studio audience. And I was in the audience watching that. And when I saw that, I became obsessed from that moment forward. So and what age? What age? I was like four. Oh, like wow. Four. And I was like really wow. obsessed. So <laughs> I was asked, I, I even remember this. I remember asking them, like pulling on their clothes, asking them if I could be an actor, you know, like, hey, can I be an actor? Can I, wow. I want to be an actor? I want to be an actor. I was like obsessed. So <laughs> that's awesome. So, okay. So then, and then what happened? What are the steps from there to like your first job? Your so first then I started job? like dressing up to go to kindergarten. You know, <laughs> like in, and like I started putting on costumes and uh, and we had like one school play where I, I like made masks for the other kids. We were like mice and I had to make us like, little noses <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then, because I was you just probably so, had cool parents. I had really cool, like, very well. I asked, parents. I asked him the other day, I said, Are your parents like kind of hippies? And he was like, For sure. Oh, totally. I mean, you yeah. can't have if you're dressing up that age, you have cool as shit parents. Yeah, yeah. my dad, like, got they were married in like he had a top hat on and they married in a teepee in Malibu. <laughs> wow, so amazing. Okay, hippie parents, hippie cool parents, as shit. Yeah, okay, so. So they would, you know, they let me dress up to go to school. And then there was one actually like a parade down Wilshire. Yeah. And we all did like paper mache animals, um, all the kids. Yeah. And mine was a spider. In order to make it work, I had to crawl. On the so, street? Yeah. On, In the yeah. parade. And I would not get up. So I crawled for three miles straight. I had bloody knees and oh. bloody hands. Commitment. Oh, you're like a, you were a method actor yep. at six yeah. years old. I was like, well, I, this was five. Five. I was like five at that point. I was, <laughs> I was determined. That's amazing. That's amazing. So then a casting director came to my kindergarten and asked, who's the best actor in all the school plays? And they were like, that kid right there in the Spider-Man Spider-Man outfit. So like, so then they told my parents and my yeah. parents said, all right, let's try. Let's, let's let them do it. Cause they, up until then they had said, no, 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 no. You're too young. You know, when you get older, you can do it. But, and this is now at five when the, the casting director comes to the school yeah, and yeah. what, and what happens from that? So I went and audition and I got that. I got it. What it movie? It's a movie called Testament. Okay. And then from that, I got Witness because the director of that was going to direct Witness, um, but she had to drop out and she suggested me to Peter Weir who oh, auditioned me. Okay, and, epic. And, and tell everybody really who co-starred, who was, who was in Witness. Witness was Harrison Ford, right, Kelly just, McGillis. Yeah, just yeah. Harrison Ford. No big deal. Yeah. And Danny that's your Glover. first movie. That was my... Second. second movie. Sorry, that was my second movie. And and what was that? Do you remember the experience in detail at that age, or, or is it a blur? I, it's. I mean, there's some blurriness to it, but I remember a lot of details. Yeah, I remember the feeling of it, and I remember certain moments. Yeah. and and uh, I remember what a, an amazing feeling it was to That's, be there. And you, you know? knew that was it. You were already all the way in at that point, even at that young of an age. It just felt meant to be, especially after having been so obsessed with it, you know, like <laughs> right. I was, I was yeah. obsessed. So then it just happened and, and it felt like, okay, this is, this is right. You know? I mean, I feel if my kid was like pretending to be a spider and actually crawling around into three miles on the street bloody i'd be like all right i guess you can be an actor <laughs> <laughs> i guess you like it enough <laughs> well you know what's funny i i grew up you know uh in the arts too and and performing arts and then was obsessed with movies why i was in the performing arts and then figured out oh you can make movies and went to film school so i do understand that obsession um what happens next like what as 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 you get older what's that big first role that really you knew wow 
you know. Well, you know what happened? Basically, Witness was massive at the time. Right. Like, it was a really, really big movie. So Gigantic. that carried me until uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Come on. You work with some epic directors and movie stars. I mean, but but I mean, you're saying that just that just pummeled. You know, it was kinda... so big and it was such an important role in the film. Yeah. So it was the title role of the film. And so I just I was making a lot of really cool movies after that. I made a movie called Rambling Rose. Yeah. Um, and then I was I was in you know Woody Allen movies and uh, well one, what? one Woody Allen. Movie. How how old were you? How wait, how old were you when you worked with Woody Allen? Eighteen. Uh, okay, and what? Tell me. Okay, now I've never even met Woody Allen. Okay, so that's somebody for me that's like, like you know Martin Scorsese. You know, you look right. up and you say, you know these these iconic yeah, directors. One uh, of those guys. What what's the process like working with Woody Allen? I mean, is it is it the same as any other director, what's different? What's, I mean, what makes him Woody Allen when you're on set as an actor? You know, every movie's, every director's different. But in this case, he actually was very hands-off. He didn't say much. It's sort of like this feeling you get when you're there. Right. Like the cast and the whole setup. And it's all the people he's been working with forever. And the script. And it's just like you already know what, what you're doing. You right. already know what a Woody, Woody Allen movie is You know like. what right. to do because you've seen all of his work. And it's so flawless it's and, and so and like it's, there's a particular vibe to yeah. it and and the lines all they're they like makes they sound like woody allen lines and there's not a lot to figure out meaning he tells you, you i mean he comes in and he's like yeah hey, you go there and you go there and he tells you what to do but that was about that was like that's about, really it. about it yeah <laughs> but that but think about it he doesn't have to do much because all the actors in his movies are like at a very high level it's not like there's a lot of beginners in Woody Allen's movies. Right. You know, like, always... this isn't like a when they step on like a freaking acting class. Correct. Like, yeah. you come correct. And it's you like know. the greatest, most talented people in the industry. And that's probably why he doesn't have to say much because he cast them yeah, so perfectly. Yeah, there were a lot of great actors in that movie. It was like uh, um, Goldie Hawn and uh, Alan Alda and oh, Don. Drew Barrymore, Done. Natalie Portman. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah cool. that's pretty much the greatest. I mean, each that's... person of that cast could make their own movie times ten yeah. on their own. Yeah, I have a question because I heard I heard a, a rumor. I'm not good with the rumors, but it was uh, you did a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in Canada in very very tough conditions. Which the name of the movie was Inception. In- Inception. What's, Have you seen it, Randall? Yes. One of my favorite movies. It's so good. One of my, oh, you mean The Revenant. I, no, no. Excuse the me. Revenant. Sorry. Sorry. The Revenant. Inception's one. Well, you did do it. <laughs> hold on. Whoa, whoa. Let's, let's correct. Hold on. No, we're talking no, about the one of, with the bear. No, no. Inception. The grizzly. Yes, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's back up so people know. You did do Inception. Yes. Which is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. And The Revenant, yeah. which is also Inception another one of my Inception I had to watch a few times to like it's actually so understand what I was love happening. It. I love it. And the interpretation is different every time you watch it. Yeah. It's, there's a lot going on in Inception, but but we go back to that. The Revenant. The Revenant. See, now, I watched that movie. Leo won the Oscar for that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Leonardo, because I don't know Leonardo. like Leo. Um, or L. L. Well, you give everybody an initial. You call Lucas. <laughs> I mean, you call Lucas. Uh, it's okay. Lulu. <laughs> okay. So Lulu one of the greatest life. filmmakers, right? And And so tell me the conditions of that film, because the film is so... In the element, it, there's no. It doesn't look like you're on a soundstage. No, it was it was crazy. I mean, it was just it was very very cold, and uh, <laughs> we were out there in the cold for months on on end. Basically, I mean, that's pretty much 
the gist of it. You know? <laughs> I mean, so so what's a normal day? Like, what was a temperature? Like 10 degrees, 20 degrees? Uh, it I mean, was like, yeah, it was yeah, freezing. Ten, 10, it was freezing. It was freezing. And you guys are out there from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every yep. day in, in the cold and the water. I mean, and the- my, my role, you know, I was like one of the trappers. So there was probably like 10 of us and we were all just kind of doing like <laughs> you were all just trapping, trapping. trapping. Yeah, we were, <laughs> yeah. we were just trudging through lakes and rivers. And oh, my. And, and the water. And, and how's that water? down mountains? <laughs> that was basically what I did in that movie. And it was pretty it was pretty uh, awesome. It was actually very cool to get to be a part of it. But uh, but it was tough to shoot. Let me ask a question, because I do know a little bit of Hollywood history. I know that you make have made movies with a lot of different actors. Is it different making movies with your friends, whether whoever it may be, versus is it better? Is it worse? Is it is it more comfortable? Is it more uncomfortable? Depending who whoever it is, you know, because you have you know, a lot of people you grew up in the industry is yeah. it easier to make movies with your friends you know what like I, I i make friends with the people i make movies with right. basically and and when you're on set you're just doing your job so it doesn't really necessarily feel any different, different. to me because you're be approaching the role from a character doesn't matter if that person you've known for 20 years or you know for 20 minutes well it goes back to how you were talking about kelly preston and yeah like how they can That's separate you just yeah yeah, you Good know, you, you learn how to be a professional, and when you're professional, that's kind of you. That's you, it. It's a job, so yeah, you know, you, you tell make. tell me your greatest experience in acting to date that you would say was your greatest, like best role, the one you enjoyed the most, performance was. Uh, you know, the one I enjoyed the most was probably <laughs> probably Witness. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I and my worst God, was, was know, this film called uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass. <laughs> no, but it's a know, joke. It's a joke. Randall is really sensitive today. It's a joke. Are you? Well, we it's haven't even. I haven't seen this one. Do yet, you think so there's no way to know? <laughs> <laughs> this is the great thing. We might be friends now, but when the cut of the movie, you might be like, I'll be like, Lucas. Oh, sorry, man. I'm really busy. I'll get back to you. <laughs> no, but, but listen, there's a few movies. Yeah, I'd like to I've just really, hear really, some of your favorites. Like highlights for me. Yeah. Uh, Rambling Rose was one of them when I was younger. Amazing. And then uh, I did a movie called Brick that I loved. Okay. And that was with Joe Gordon Lovett, and yeah. I played it. Ryan Johnson directed it. Yes, it was his first You've movie. You've seen it, Timbo? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh. I've seen every movie. It was a rad movie. One of That's one of the ones that I've seen. And it was a cool-ass role, too. That was a cool role. Wait, what's it called? i got to write it. Brick. 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 Uh, yeah, well, I have to see it, too. Brick. Um, and then uh, I loved my role in this movie called Widows that came out a couple... I haven't seen that ago. one. But Shocking. It was, it was a very cool cool. How movie, old were you cool when you did that one? I was a couple years ago, so 42. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't need to put you on the spot. Here, Hold I, on, I'm I gotta say, say here's the craziest thing. So so I, I I put our movie together, Lucas, the one that we're doing right now. And you know how hard it is to put a movie together. You're in movies, you're an independent, you're in big studio ones. They're all hard to, to get together. And I finally decide after twenty something years to direct my first movie. Very I hard made to a, put together. Yeah. Very hard to put together. And this one comes together and I'm so excited and boom, we start shooting and then pandemic comes. And we're on a plane home after a week of shooting. I've never seen Randall cry ever again when a movie again? Is that when he's doing a movie. <laughs> is this a joke today? No, I mean, what is wrong with the you? The podcast is for honesty, but and if is, people at the table can't be honest, but this isn't therapy. I'm trying to talk about my experience making a movie, and I'm telling them about my experience with okay, you making okay, a movie. Go ahead, go because ahead. it's the podcast. With both of us. 
I have never seen Randall cry when he does <laughs> when he's done any movie and he's done over a hundred films. I this is the first. Right his, he looks so pissed. This is the first <laughs> first film he's cried on. Anyway. Okay. Hey, by the way, it, you know, I, I I understand. I didn't cry on the movie. I cried <gasps> because my movie. heart and soul was in this film. And as a director, I had never been through this experience before. No one ever has, by the no way. One, by the way, you know? no one has. And by the way, the whole world was shut down. So in the moment, and I just want to be honest because I'm in the moment, you know, that's your world, the movie, right? You're on the set. You, you realize we all have to go home. You don't really know what's going on. So in that moment, my heart was broken. Obviously, when I got home, I realized, oh, my God, the whole world is ending. Hold on, and Lucas. I got to take care of my family and, and myself. But right. in that moment, no, wait, I just want to oh, But ahead. did Lucas know when you guys were out here? I'm very curious. Did you think like, oh, we're good. We're going to finish it up and then we'll head home. Yeah. It was sort of like I thought so. Yeah, yeah we I mean, really thought we thought we, we were thought already so. kind of almost halfway through the movie. Yeah, like, you know, a week. We were know, almost half. Ha- we were. I mean, we were. A couple we weeks were, left. Yeah. Whatever. And and I went to set that morning. I mean, I came I went to, to set. set. To, by the way, we ha- okay. Here's the truth. Here's no, but here's the here's I was the truth. In here's how. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas put his costume on at, at, at like six a.m. Before he even got the set, he just wanted to make sure he's a character. Yeah, right. No, and, and he crawl and he crawled the set. No, um, no. But here's the truth: that that weekend, right? We, I was talking to Eula, and I was talking to the kids, and the world was shutting down already, but not fully, and we weren't feeling it here. And then Sunday, the governor of Puerto Rico put a curfew on, and that's when we all realized, oh, this is getting really serious. And I started talking to crew that night, and I realized this doesn't look like it's going to happen. The, the sweetest thing that I ever got was Megan Fox, Lucas, uh, Emil, Hirsch. Everybody called me and said, we're with you. And if you're going to keep shooting and we're allowed to shoot safely, then we will. And I said, that means the world to me. So I went to set that morning. You were already there. And, you know, we had half the crew show up, and which, which is understandable because people, the world was shutting down. Course, yeah. And, 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 and health was obviously a huge you, concern. No, you definitely didn't know because when you called me, you were like, it's normal here. And I was like, oh, it's shit normal. is real. No, 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 no. Wait, I want to get it right. That's not true. I, you're right about the normal because on Saturday and Sunday, we were at the beach on our days <laughs> off. Right. And we yeah. thought it was normal. And it seemed like this thing that was going on in, in the other part, part of the, of the world. world. You know, we weren't really. We didn't. Here. Think there were no cases. There were no in cases Puerto in Puerto Rico, and they were telling us everything's going to be normal here. Don't worry. I mean, obviously, nobody knew anything at that point, and we we didn't know. But at about nine p.m., ten p.m., the, my production partner started calling me and saying, "We don't think a lot of crews coming in, and we're also being told by the health." Uh, or that this is a you know a, a pandemic and all this so we were so in the kind of in the dark over here and i got to set that morning and when half the crew was on the set i you and, knew i know i knew and i also uh we had we just decided that morning at about 6 30 i'd gotten up so early and we had just decided that for now we're gonna sh- we okay that i remember the conversation now we had decided we were gonna shut down for like a week or two we thought we're going to go home. Remember, even on the yeah. plane home, I said, we're going to shut down for a couple yeah. weeks. We're going to come right back. Yeah. 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 You, you were like, hey, we'll, so we'll Lucas be right stayed back. in costume the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and I so he could stay in character. 
Uh, but anyway, it was it was heartbreaking. We took a vote uh, with the crew, but we also had we we, we took a vote because I, th- I think legally we were supposed to take a vote, but we had already decided when we, forty people out of one hundred and ten showed up. Um, but but it was the right thing to do safety wise. Obviously, the crew has you know family here. They need to get to them. We need. No, to get it was home. definitely something that needed to happen. It's and it's unprecedented. No one knew how to deal with this thing. It no. was so. And and, weird. and by the way, when I when I when I. That morning at 6.30 a.m. when I knew we were going to shut down, we got to set and we, we made the official. I, I, I think I got us out of Puerto Rico in like seven hours. Literally, I was on You're set like ready, fucking to, Superman. ready to work. And yeah. then, uh, and then yeah. you, you came up and you're like, I don't think we're going to film today. Like, 99% we're not. And I'm like, okay. And then you're like, we're probably going home tonight. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> And I, you know, there we, we, la- we left. We can oh, laugh now. Yeah. We were not laughing then, but I mean, today you guys, it's like this movie four later, that you guys are doing is so eventful. People are linking up, yep. and now we're yep. back. You know, <laughs> what, like what this is like say? the best. No, I'm telling you, this is the best movie ever, and it hasn't even been released. The <laughs> Do you know what Emil Hirsch so called much- me? It is Emil an exciting Hirsch. movie. Emil Hirsch called me and said, "There's more publicity." around your movie it hasn't even come out yet it hasn't even been filmed yet i I know how do we keep the momentum going with the film listen i don't all i want to do is start shooting on monday and make a great film and have the work speak for itself and i am very grateful that all of you know you and emil and megan uh colson everybody what i love is you guys all kept in touch with me we kept in touch with each other and i think it made us even closer and I think when we go back, we're going to even be stronger. So I'm, I'm really, really excited. The only problem is the masks while you're. In oh, yeah. You guys have seat. not. You guys haven't even scraped the surface. Yeah. yet. Oh, yeah. By the way. All right. Just we're going to so take a quick break and we'll come back and we're going to we're going to finish up here with Lucas Haas. We're back, biatch. Really? Yeah. That's how you have to come back. I feel like they're my friends, you know? Like this podcast, yeah, well, I feel like fans. I'm like, like walking into a room and be like, what's up, bitch? How you doing, girl? <laughs> That's how I feel. They're like, hey, man, how's the wife? Okay. I feel like those are my, like... The people listening aren't just like people listening. Like those are my friends. Yeah, that's probably Obviously. why they listen. Yeah, that's probably why you have. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Yeah. That's why Lucas and I have like six followers, and you have one point <laughs> five million. So there you go. <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay, so, uh, but anyway, we're just finishing up. But I, you know, I think the the COVID thing. I think that it's made us stronger. I think it's brought us all closer. And I think that we're gonna have a lot to talk about. It you has, know, yeah. with this movie because just going into rehearsals the other day. We had masks on and... Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. crazy. How, how weird... Is it weird to direct with actors who have masks on? Well, I had a direct and I couldn't even see what you were... Is which, it hard to I didn't know if you were laughing at on? me. Is what the, if you were sticking your tongue out at me and telling me to, like, go shove it? I mean, I'm acting just like normal. Just <laughs> or he's, like, on, biting... But, I don't know. A mouth, a mouth doing nothing speaks a thousand words. Like me, when I'm pissed off, I... <laughs> purse the lips that's how random those i'm well pissed. they that's say it's all in the eyes but i'm yes. not sure if that's true or not it's all in the eyes but i'd like Until to you see put a mask i'd like to see a little expression so the good <laughs> the good news is we could take the mask off when we actually roll the cameras uh next week so we'll be fine so uh where are we okay uh lucas what is it like leaving los angeles now being on an island overlooking the ocean after five months <laughs> Four months of lockdown. I mean, which, by the way, LA's locked down again, guys. I know. I heard. So that. are a lot of places. Yeah. It's so surreal, by the way. Just being here. I mean, I've never stayed at such a nice place <laughs> when I was making a movie. 
I'm here I literally know. just on the beach, just chilling out with the waves. Your method, <laughs> your, your method <laughs> processing. It is pretty amazing. I, I, I do say, is you know. Is this a mind fuck for a method actor? Because if I was supposed to be like a serial killer, I'd look out at there and I'd be like, I feel so zen. Yeah, it's like Wait, everything's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> look, all I got to say is, you know, I've made movies like you, Lucas, all around the world. And, you know, in places that were 10 degrees below Grand Rapids, Michigan in the mm-hmm. winter in blizzards where we couldn't get to the set. I've made movies in Eastern Europe in the winter. I've made movies in states like Ohio, Alabama. It's usually not in the most beautiful place. It's not a beach. This is the first time in my entire career I've ever got to make a movie in a place that I would literally wish I could vacation in. Like, it's so beautiful. And I just want to promote Puerto Rico because I love the the community here and the the state that it is. And I just want to say, if you ever... Uh, can get your family here one day or you, you know visit here with friends. Puerto Rico has so many amazing things to offer. It is a beautiful, beautiful place, and I feel lucky to be filming here for sure. Well, I just well, want- we're grateful to have you. We oh. are. We are. <laughs> All right, Lucas, we don't want to torture you anymore. Here's the good news, Lucas. You get to uh, leave this podcast, and I don't get to go anywhere. So I will Because to be it's tortured. voicemail right. time. You kids hey. have fun. I'm going to uh, go to the beach. Yeah, go All to right. the beach, Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. We'll meet you down Everybody, here. Lucas Haas, we thank you for coming. Okay, it's voicemail time. Biatch. How much do you love, Lucas? I fucking die for Lucas. The best. The other day when you were like napping, I just kicked it with Lucas and ate Puerto Rican pineapple by the beach. Nice. Nice. You guys are living your best uh, life. Living our best life. While you stress, we're too blessed to stress. That is (laughs) what is up. (laughs) Could you wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Here is one of our voicemails. This is Becca. Um, I just wanted to say that I love you guys. I think that you are my favorite couple on Vanderpump. Randall, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, if I were to ask a question, I would say, Lala, what has inspired your style? I would say you're super unique, um, and I would love to get some tips and tricks. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. What inspires my style? Absolutely nothing. I wish I was inspired. Like, I go through my Instagram, and I, like, save people's cute outfits, and I don't even know why, because I'm never going to try to copy it, because... I just put on what I feel like, which is most of the time, no makeup and sweatpants. Unless the camera's rolling, then I pretend like I'm just fabulous all the time. Next question. We'll go with a lighthearted one. Hi, Lala and Randall. I just wanted to say that um, my boyfriend and I just started listening to your podcast while in quarantine, and we are loving it. And um, in your first episode, you mentioned that you ate Lunchables. So we were wondering, what is your favorite Lunchable? Thank you guys so much for listening to my message and have a lovely day. Bye. Turkey. Definitely. I love the turkey. I don't like the ham. That's weird. Turkey with the, um, the one with the Capri Sun. And I do enjoy the Oreos as my treat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I, I should get my kids on here. The three of you, the three of you, can talk about what flavor you like. The kids like the pizza bowl. I know. Okay, I have a question. Hi, Lala. This is Alexa from Indiana. Oh, hi, Randall. I love you guys. I've been a fan of Lala's on the Interpol since day one. 
And I love the podcast, and I love the guests that you guys have on. Shout out. I love MGK's episode. I am a new fan to the podcast, and I just wanted to say keep on keeping on, and you make great reality TV, and I love you as a couple. Congratulations on the wedding. I want to know what you guys' favorite date has been since you've been all over the world together. I just want to know what's your favorite date, where's your favorite place. I love you guys. Bye. Oh, this one's cute. What's your favorite date of ours, babe? Um, <laughs> um, he wants to behead me right now. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> I can feel the energy. My favorite date is when you're sleeping and I'm watching TV. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I know he's full of shit. He's, look, he thinks he's so funny. Oh, look how I'm such, I'm, I have such big balls in front of my friends. Wow. What okay. is your real favorite date? <laughs> Good Lord. My favorite date, honestly, I, I obviously being with you every day is my favorite date, but, but when we got engaged, that was probably one of our best dates we ever had. Wow. It's true. That's tr- it is true. I think that, isn't that your favorite date? That was a date. I mean, we were going to dinner and then. That's more of an event. But okay. that is also my favorite event. Hey, what's my your favorite favorite date? date? Every date with you is just is a when we order takeout and eat it just at home, and then we go up into our room and watch trash TV and chill. I like that too. People think I'm bougie, and I'm really no, not. you're not. No, I pretend. No, no you're. I'm no, really you, f- you fake really the simple. Oh yeah. No, you like to turn. I totally fake it. No, you like to turn on 90 Day Fiance, binge watch that. Then we binge. Then you binge watch the Housewives of whatever state city they have. In quarantine, and, I'm and then we cu- binge watching. And, and then we cuddle. New Jersey. Yeah. Sometimes. And then we cuddle, and I'm always the, the big spoon. Hey. <laughs> Which is fucking we, awkward. Uh, that time's up on this podcast. I'm having a lot of fun though. You guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us yet again on Give Them Lala with Randall, babe. Thanks for putting up with me. We will catch you guys next week. We love you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.